You're listening to the Checklist Legal Podcast, digital thinking for lawyers. Hello and welcome to the Checklist Legal Podcast. I'm Verity White, a corporate lawyer and contract productivity enthusiast. The Checklist Legal is a blog, a podcast and an ebook, all designed to help you as a lawyer or legal professional craft contracts that your clients love, design innovative tools to increase access to justice, develop new skills as a T-shaped professional and supercharge your personal and professional productivity. It's episode six and we're looking at a triple O productivity for your contract document. We're going to find out how to make our contract documents more productive. And today's mindset that we're working with is right for readability. So keep that mindset in mind as we go through today's episode, right for readability. So we're covering the triple O productivity way to approach your contract document. And this means systematically looking at the document and first of all, obliterating the things out in our contract we don't need, optimizing the things in the contract we do need, and then identifying what in the contract we can outsource to others to make our document writing and preparation faster. So those are the three O's, obliterate, optimize and outsource. During this contact contract hacking process of triple O productivity, we're going to have key questions for each stage. The first stage obliterate, does this part of the contract support the main purpose of the contract? Stage two, optimize, what changes in this contract and what stays the same? Is there a way to make this part of the contract clearer? Stage three, outsource, can someone else or something else enter that information into the contract for me? to create the final document faster. And then of course, we'll have our actionable challenge so that we have in every episode later for you to try. There's so many resources for all episodes, but particularly this one, because we're talking about getting contracts optimized. It's very visual. So head to checklistlegal.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode six. And you can get the full list of all the resources and info and templates that we discuss in this episode. So let's get into it. If you focus on making your contracts readable, you're focusing on making them more profitable for your company. Why? Because a readable contract is a likable contract, a likable contract is a productive contract, and a productive contract is a profitable contract. We're thinking digitally and ready to structure our contract so it is useful and usable. It's time to go to town on the document content. There's nothing as satisfying as cutting an entire unnecessary clause or rewording legalese into plain English. I love the way a freshly created key details table can cut the clutter of a contract and soon you will too. Now, remember, you don't have to be a lawyer to write a contract, but it is a good idea to have a lawyer check over your work if you aren't a lawyer. So let's jump into step one, obliterate. There's no point optimizing or outsourcing a contract that's filled with unnecessary information. So our first step for productivity is always to get rid of or obliterate parts of our contract document that we don't need that are holding our contract back. So if you remember episode one, we're on the lookout for terms that change so we can structure our document like a reverse sandwich contract and we're structuring it for usability. And from episode two, we're thinking digitally. So we're starting to notice the things that we can shed. And to jumpstart this obliterate step, you can head to the quick wins checklist in the show notes. And this checklist will help you cut time wasters from your contracts straight away. 
They're taking up valuable space in your contract. Obliterating these unnecessary items from your documents can make them far more efficient and gets them ready for digital processes. So let's start deleting with delight. The first thing to get rid of is the front page. Lots of contracts have a front page which might just say, you know, settlement agreement and that's that's it. You don't need a front page. Just get stuck into the content. Unless there's something specifically confidential about the agreement or the pe- people who are signing it that you think is of, you know, of concern of some description, then just get stuck into it. Have a heading, but don't waste people's time with a front page. Index. If you've got an index in your contract or a table of contents, sometimes it can be helpful to show where things are. But if your contract is streamlined, it's got headings, it's not very long, do you really need an index when you can easily search contract? It might be slowing your readers down instead of helping them out. Maybe you just need a basic index. Maybe you need a contract summary. The next thing to get rid of is old-fashioned fonts. Depending on your readers, if you have Times New Roman in your agreement, it can make you look old-fashioned. Use a sans-serif script like Arial, Calibri, Gadoogi, or Gil Sans. Those fonts also work really well on screens, which is where a lot of us are reading contracts these days anyway. Witnesses and double signatories are another area you can get rid of, although check the show notes for signing under Section 127 of the Corps Act if you're in Australia. Consider whether you really need a witness. If a contract is time-stamped, geostamped and has two-factor authentication like a lot of the electronic signature services have, just get rid of the double signatories. One signature is faster than two. If you're in Australia, that means signing under Section 126 of the Corps Act. But just double-check your jurisdiction and document type to make sure that electronic signatures are valid. Legalese. Now we'll get to legalese in a dedicated episode down the track, but just for now, start thinking about using plain language to streamline the middle of that reverse sandwich contract. There's lots of word swap lists that you can start with if you're new to plain language. Long sentences. If you're writing long sentences, you are slowing down your readers and it's harder to understand those long sentences. More than 20 words in a sentence is too many. Aim for around 15 words per sentence. If you've got content in your agreement that's always negotiated and the same questions keep rolling around, maybe you could try softening your position, which could lead to a better customer experience and save time. The other way is to review the contract document and ask whether or not it supports the purpose of the contract. Some other questions to consider for phase one obliterate is what is the true purpose of that part of the contract? Do you need that part of the contract at all? Does that part of the contract matter? When is that part ever used? What areas of the contract document are no longer in line with your actual business processes? Are there any parts that are repeated or that are in the wrong spots that you could obliterate or move or shorten? These are the questions that we ask about obliterating. Phase two, optimize. So this is where we get down to the business of making the reverse sandwich contract come to life. This is clearly my favorite part and it can take a little time, but it's well worth it. Once the unnecessary things are out of the contract, we're now gonna optimize what's left. We'll do a full episode on the entire reverse sandwich process in the coming weeks, which will also have a step-by-step overview of the full process. We're looking to get the very best out of our contract. We're structuring this contract like a reverse sandwich. We're formatting the document to look good. We're keeping our lazy lawyer mind switched on so we can find ways to automate or outsource document creation wherever possible. We're also using plain language, so every clause will shine with clarity. 
We think of engaging ways to present dense information such as flowcharts, tables and pictures. The key questions we're asking here is what changes in this contract and what stays the same. The other questions we're going to be asking are all the clauses and key details structured in a way that makes sense? Is the format of the document well laid out? Does it look good? Will the document be easy to automate? Have we used pictures and tables to make key information understandable? How can you simplify clauses or make paragraphs more clear? Which parts of the document are always questioned? Would a table or flowchart explain that part of the contract more clearly? What are the standard items that we always negotiate? If you aren't sure what to pull up the front and what to push to a schedule, you can check out the examples in the show notes on key details tables and schedules. But the general rule of thumb is that if it changes, pull it up the front into a key details table. Also keep a lookout for any numbers like pricing or commissions or targets. If it involves numbers, it's likely to change. So consider putting that into a schedule, which you can swap out easily. If you have negotiated special terms of a standard contract, stop editing those special terms within the agreement. Later on down the track, no one can pick up that document and see what's different from the standard. They have to go through clause by clause. Once you apply the reverse sandwich contracting, you can put changes to a standard document up the front so they're easier to see in a special conditions section. That way you know straight away that something in that document's been negotiated and you can apply the changes much more easily. Phase three, outsource. Now our document is singing and we have ditched those unnecessary time wasters. We've also optimized it to be clear and understandable. When we turn to consider the outsourcing of the document, we're talking about the regular creation of a final document that we can present to someone for signature. Because we're thinking like lazy lawyers from a few episodes ago, you might have spotted some opportunities for outsourcing along the way. Now we need to look at how will the contract interact with the contract process as we currently understand it. We might not have a complete detailed or exact picture of the entire contract process yet. That's okay, we can build around the broad strokes that we've developed from optimizing the contract document and assessing the items that regularly change. Keep in mind as you review the contract document for potential outsourcing, what would Beyonce do? We've got to think of ways that we can delegate and outsource different tasks of that contract creation process. So some key questions to consider will be, can someone else or something else do this task for me to create the final document faster? Can the customer or supplier enter that information themselves? Can I give contract users a list of pre-approved clauses to negotiate or a list of second positions that they can adopt during negotiations without needing to come to legal? Could a paralegal review the request and ensure that the template document is used? Could the marketing team or information designer or plain language expert be able to assist with making important clauses and timelines really clear? Can we link electronic signature platforms up to our customer database so that they can easily extract information? For example, DocuSign talks to Salesforce. Is there a way that we can sync our electronic signature platform up with external databases to enter information more quickly? For example, DocuSign uh, works in with abr.gov.au to match up Australian business numbers. Or could we sync up with Australia Post to check addresses? So that's a lot of content to take in for today. The key takeaways are get rid of any part in the contract that doesn't help support the main purpose of the contract. 
optimize your contract for speed and readability by structuring it properly. Pull those things that change up into key details tables and make that entire contract really clear. Stage three is outsource. Remember, we're on the lookout for someone else or something else to do the admin of the contracts for us. Find people who can enter that contract information in and help you create the final document faster. Okay, actionable challenge this week. You've got two actionable challenges related to the obliterate and optimize phases of the contract document productivity method. The first one is to find a contract document which you use a lot and test out the quick wins checklist to see how much improvement you can get from ditching those common time wasters. The second challenge is using the sample from the show notes, create a basic optimize key details table with the main things that change in your contract all grouped together. So you can head to the show notes at checklistlegal.com forward slash podcast and look for episode six to find those show notes and links to all of those templates. Thanks for listening to the Checklist Legal Podcast. I'm Verity White and I'll see you next time when we are delving into the slap test for productive contracts. Thanks guys. Bye for now.